So remain standing as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. We're looking today in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, the book of Ephesians chapter number 5, and we're going to read verse number 20 to get us started this morning. Ephesians chapter number 5 and verse number 20. The Apostle Paul writes, and he says, giving thanks always, say always, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, one more time, we come before your presence with gratitude, with gratefulness, with thanksgiving. Father, we could stand up here all day and recite all of the things that we have to be thankful for. Among those is, of course, our freedom. We're going to talk about that today. Lord, we just pray your blessing upon, Lord, the message, the messenger, Lord, today, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you'll anoint the ears of the hearer today to hear your word, but not just to hear the word, but God, I pray they will also heed the word. They will will receive the word and they will act upon the word. All of these things we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and all of God's people said, praise the Lord. You can be reseated. This morning. Well, today we're going to continue our series entitled Thanks Living. In less than two weeks, it will be Thanksgiving, a day set aside to give thanks. And I think this is good. How many of you think that, that it's good that we set aside a day each year to, uh, to thank God for his goodness upon our life? I, th- I think this is good, but it's not good enough. See, as the people of God, I believe that we should practice thanksgiving all year long. Paul wrote, giving thanks always for all things, or in other words, he said to practice thanks living. I believe, and I really do with all of my heart, believe that the key to happiness is thankfulness. If you want to know what it will take to be happy, if you want to know what the key to to happiness is, I believe that it is thankfulness. Because it's really, really hard to be unhappy when you are practicing thankfulness. Now, we Americans of all people, of all people on planet Earth, we Americans should be thankful. Oh, you might say, Pastor, you don't know how I'm struggling. You you don't know what's going on in my life. Listen, yes, yes, we might struggle. We might struggle with paying the bills. But just think about all of the provisions we have because of the bills. You know, we complain about what it costs to own a house. We complain about what it costs to own a car. When, when in reality, most of the world has never had a real house and never owned a car. Instead of being grateful for what they have, too many people grumble about what they don't have. Somebody said it like this. Somebody said that if you want to find gratitude today, you're going to have to look for it in the dictionary. Let that not be the case with the people of God. 139 times the Word of God says thanks are a form of the Word in Scripture. I say, God, forgive us for our entitlement attitude. God, forgive us for our sin of ingratitude. Too many people today are like the old man at the post office, buying a stamp to mail a letter. He asked the postal clerk if he would address the envelope for him. Well, it was a bit irregular, but but he cheerfully obliged the elderly gentleman. 
the old fellow then asked the clerk to write a letter for him so he could put it in the envelope and mail the letter. Well, this was above and beyond the call of duty, but again, because of the age of the elderly man, the clerk clerk wrote the letter stuffed it in the envelope, and then, and then he said to him, he said, is there anything else I can do for you, sir? Yeah, said the old man, please add this to the letter. Please excuse the sloppy handwriting. <laughs> in this series, we are talking about four things we should be thankful for. For last Sunday, we talked about being thankful for family. Today, our subject is thankful for freedom. Thankful for freedom. With this being Veterans Day weekend, I thought it would be appropriate. So let's talk about freedom today. Let's talk about freedom, both our natural freedom and let's talk about our spiritual freedom today. Let me begin this today by simply saying that freedom isn't free. Freedom isn't free. Freedom comes with a high price tag attached to it. Somebody paid an enormous price to provide us freedom. And I believe this morning, and we've already done it, that we should honor those that have fought for our freedom. Let's begin by honoring, first of all, the soldiers. The soldiers. Let's look in 2 Timothy chapter number 2. 2 Timothy chapter number 2. And let's read the first four verses this morning. The Bible says, you therefore, my son, and this is Paul addressing his son in the faith, a young man, a young minister named Timothy. And Paul writes to young Timothy and he says, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life so that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. I want us to notice three, three attributes of good soldiers that Paul lists here. First of all, Paul says that they endured hardships. Endured hardships. Verse number three, he says, you must endure hardships as a good soldier does. Now, somebody said it's easy to be a soldier on parade day. Anyone can dress up in a soldier's uniform and walk down the street as the band is playing and as the flag is waving and as the people are cheering. But I would add this morning that it's seldom parade day for the soldier. Most days are drill days. Most days are, are, are preparation days. Most days are work days. The soldiers wake up long before the sun comes up. In times of peace, they are preparing for times of war. And in times of war, they, they could be called upon at any moment to endure intense heat or frigid cold. The soldier could be called, oh, called to, go, called to go without food, go without sleep, and to march in the rain. We enjoy our freedom today because of the soldiers, soldiers who endured hardships. 
and soldiers who engaged in war. Verse number four says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to, to be in war. I, I've tried to imagine it a time or two and I just cannot imagine what it would be like to have bullets flying around me, to have grenades exploding beside me, to have bombs being dropped around me. I can't even fathom, I can't even imagine what that must be like. What would it be like to wake up every single day wondering if today, is this the day I'm going to have to give my life for my country? Is this today, is today my last day to live? I ask you this morning, people, how can we be so nonchalant about our freedom when we think about the price the soldiers paid to purchase it? So once again to the soldiers, once again to the veterans today, I say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks to every soldier in the past that paid the price for our freedom. Oh, oh and to every, every soldier today who is willing to put their life on the line in order to help preserve it. Thanks to those who endured hardships, engaged in war, and those who enlisted voluntarily. Verse 4 again says that he might please him who enlisted him as a soldier. To think of the cost that a soldier must pay and and then to think that most of these soldiers actually enlisted voluntarily. Wow. Wow. Can we one more time this morning, can we show our appreciation one more time to the soldiers, amen, that have gone before us, that have given us the freedoms that we enjoy today? Let's not forget that Paul was using the analogy of a soldier to say to us, to you, to me, to us, that we too are soldiers. Soldiers in the army of the Lord. And we too can find it easy to be a soldier on parade day. And I would submit to you this morning that Sunday is the Christian soldier's parade day. And it's easy to be a soldier on parade day. Where we get to dress up in our Christian army uniform and strut around. It's easy. It's easy to be a soldier on parade day. But I would say this morning, enjoy the parade. Because when you walk out of these doors today, you will walk into the battlefield. The title of our series is Thanks Living. Every single day we should be thankful for so many things, but included in this list and at high on the list would be thankful for our freedom, for our natural freedom. We should thank the soldiers, but I would submit this morning that for our spiritual freedom, we should thank the Savior. Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 1, Paul again writes and he says, it is for freedom that Christ, say Christ. 
It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. The Bible tells us in the book of Genesis that God made man perfect and God placed him in a garden of paradise. I don't think we understand. I don't think we think about it. I don't think we comprehend just how wonderful the Garden of Eden was and how awesome it was and how good man had it. All that he could ever need, all he could ever want was provided for him. Man had it made. But God made man with a free will. See, see God created man, not a robot. And God said to man, he said to man, he said, you can have anything in this garden of paradise, anything. Just look around. You can have any. It's all yours. You can have anything that is here except the fruit from one tree. All of these other trees are yours. All of these other trees and the fruit of all of these other trees are for you and for your nourishment. And you, they're all yours and you can eat from anything. The only thing I'm withholding from you is that one tree. Guess which tree man decided to eat from? When man disobeyed God, he sinned. And when man sinned, sin entered the world. And the Bible says that sin separates man from God. The Bible says that only a sinless Savior could reconcile or restore the relationship between God and and man. Jesus, God's Son, was and is that sinless Savior who reconciles or who restores man back to God. Oh, I ask you this morning, can we give Jesus our sinless Savior? Can we give him a shout of praise in this house today? I ask you this morning, are you thankful for your Savior? Jesus paid the price for our freedom. The price was his very own blood. Hebrews chapter number 9 verse 22 says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. The blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus alone has the power. To set us free. I want to briefly mention three things our Savior freed us from. First of all, he freed us from sin and its consequences. Acts chapter 13, verse 38 and 39, the writer writes, and he says, I want you to know that through Jesus, through who? I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you through him. Everyone who believes is set free from every sin. Is what? Set free from every sin. Romans chapter 6 and verse 22 says, But now that you have been set free from sin, the benefit you you reap leads you to holiness, and the result is eternal life. 
And verse number 23, we all know this scripture, for the wages of sin is death. Oh, but the good news is the gift of God. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Bible says that the consequences of sin is death, eternal death, eternal separation from God, eternal punishment in a horrendous place the Bible calls hell. But our Savior, say our Savior. Oh, but our Savior, oh, oh, our Savior has freed us from sin and freed us from its consequences. And what we could never ever do for ourselves was done for us by our Savior. Hear me this morning, this and this alone, this and this alone should be enough to enable us, amen, to practice thanks living. You say, nobody can be thankful all the time. Nobody can practice thanks living. Listen, listen, I'm telling you, if we would only understand and we would only remind ourselves every, every day, amen, that what the Lord has set us free from this alone, besides all of the other things that God does for us, simply what he has done for us in setting us free from sin and the consequence of sin, if we would think about that every day, amen, we would be able to practice thanks living. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 38, Paul writes, and he says, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. How are we more than conquerors? He says, through him who loved us. Say more than conquerors. Notice the Bible didn't say that we are conquerors. That would be great, wouldn't it, if we were conquerors? But the Bible doesn't say that we are conquerors. The Bible says we are more than conquerors. Well, what in the world does that mean, more than conqueror? I mean, how can, I mean, you're a conqueror. How can you be more than a conqueror? Let me illustrate it this way. A conqueror is like that heavyweight boxer. That heavyweight boxer, that professional heavyweight boxer who spends many, many grueling months preparing himself and getting himself ready, man. I mean, he's running and he's doing exercises and he's beating the bag and he's sparring and he's doing everything, man. I mean, he's eating right. He's getting in shape, man. He's doing everything he knows to do in order for that fight. And then when the bell rings and he goes to the fight, he steps out there and he goes 15 grueling rounds and he may, he may get a bloody nose, he may get some bruises. Man, I mean, it's rough out there, man. I mean, he may get knocked down a few times, but at the end of those 15 rounds, at the end of the 15 rounds, he is declared the winner. He is declared the winner. He, he, he is given the, the winner's belt that's put around his waist and they raise his hand as the champion, man, and they put a million-dollar check in his hand. That's a conqueror. That's a conqueror. What in the world is more than a conqueror? Well, that's easy. More than a conqueror is that, is that you know, that 100-pound wife that's sitting at home. <laughs> and she doesn't do any jumping jacks, and she don't do any running, and she doesn't do any sparring, and she doesn't do anything. And she doesn't even step her little big toe. Don't even step her big toe in the ring, and she doesn't even have one little ounce of blood. No, no, no. But at the end of it all, and when he's crowned the champion, and he's got the million-dollar check in his hand, she reaches out her hand, and he puts that million dollars in her hand, and she is more than a conqueror. (laughs) 
Some of you are struggling and some of you are trying to do the best you can so you might merit heaven and so that you might be good enough one day to get to heaven. But I'm telling you this morning, I'm telling you somebody has already done the battle. Somebody has already answered the bell. Somebody has already paid the price. Amen. We are more than conquerors today because Jesus is the Son of God and Jesus conquered sin and the consequences of sin. And we are more than conquerors because the conqueror says to us, I've done for you what you cannot do for yourself. Enjoy. I'm providing it for you. Give the Lord a shout of praise in his house today. We're talking about our Savior right now. He freed us from sin and its consequences. And I would also suggest this, and that is he freed us from Satan and his control. Freed us from Satan and his control. The Bible says that sinners are slaves to Satan and to their sin. But because of our Savior, say our Savior. Because of our Savior, we are freed from Satan and his control. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14 says, by his death, speaking of Jesus, by his death, he destroyed the power of Satan. James 4 and 7 says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 1 John 3 and verse 8 says, the reason why Jesus came was to destroy the works of the devil. Somebody sinned and then they said, the devil made me do it. No, friend, the devil can't make you do anything. I said the devil can't make you do anything. Not if you belong to Christ. Because our Savior, Jesus, freed us from Satan and his control. And I would go so far as to say this this morning, that is Satan is actually under our control. Not only can he not make us do anything, he is actually under our control if we belong to Jesus and if we know how to use the authority that has been given to us through Christ. Are you thankful for your Savior today? But not only has he freed us from our sin and its consequences and freed us from Satan and his control, but I would also suggest that he has freed us from self and our corruption. Paul writes again in Romans chapter 7, verse 14, through chapter 8 and verse number 2. Let me read it. Paul says, he says, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I'm all too human. I'm a slave to sin. Paul says, I don't really understand myself, he said, because what I want to do, he says, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Anybody know about that? I want, this is Paul writing now. I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But I know that what I am doing is wrong. This shows that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. 
I have discovered this principle of, of life, he says, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all of my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war in my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer, say the answer. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to What was Paul saying here? He was saying that our Savior, say our Savior. He was saying that our Savior, our Savior has freed us from self and our corruption. See, see, we can never get there on our own. We can never pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We can never, ever, ever fulfill the law. We can never do everything right. We can never keep from doing anything wrong. It's absolutely virtually impossible. We're human and we are flawed. We'll never be able to get there on our own. That's why we need a Savior. That's why we need a Savior. Listen, listen, in ourselves, we're a big mess. All of us, yes, even you. Super sanctified saint, you still got a long way to go. And if you've been around here for quite a while and you want to know what your problem is, just come, I can tell you what it is. And if you sat under my ministry for the last 15 years, you know what mine is too. Come on. I said in ourselves, we're, we're one big giant mass, all of us, every single one of us. The Bible says there is none that does good. No, not one. Let me ask you, how many does good? Oh, we want to do good. We want to do what's right. We want to please God. But so often we do exactly opposite of what we want to do. Oh, that's the bad news, but the good news is, say the good news. Oh, the good news is we don't have to get there by ourselves. Jesus, our sinless Savior, did for us what we can never, ever do for ourselves. It's called grace. Thank God for grace. Thank God for grace. Oh, listen, hear me this morning. If you think you have nothing else to be thankful for today, be thankful for grace. God's grace purchased freedom for you, and that alone, my friends, should be enough to keep you thankful every single day. The takeaway for the message today is this. Our failure to appreciate our freedom is a slap in the face to those who fought to purchase it from us. I love that old bumper sticker that said, America, love it or leave it. You don't like it here? That's fine. Bye. (laughs) Now, this is not a political podium, and I, so I stay away from that, but I'm going to tell you something. Listen, we, we we need to honor those that have paid the price for our freedom. 
And whether we like it or not, even, we also need to understand that that freedom gave stupid people the right to be stupid. So be careful, be careful when you start picking sides because, you know, the same ones that that shed blood, amen, for us to have the freedoms we enjoy also shed bloods for the stupid people. The bulldog has just growled. The takeaway for us today is our failure to appreciate our freedom should cause us or or could cause us to lose it someday. Amen. We're going to, other things to do today, but one of the things we're going to do today is have water baptism. So if you uh, are going to be baptized in water or you're a part of that group that's going to be back there, you can go right now and follow Pastor Chris here. Everyone being baptized. I think we have nine or ten being baptized today, but I don't know how many of those are in the first service. But um, if you're involved in baptisms, make sure that you follow him this morning. Father, I just pray that you'll take the word of the Lord this morning. God, not my sermon this morning, but your word today. Your word today. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I am, I am so grateful. I am so thankful that I live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. I'm so thankful for the freedoms that I have. I thank you that I have the freedom today to go to the church of my choice. I have the freedom today to leave here and do anything I want to do within the realm of the law. Thank you for those freedoms. And Lord Jesus, I am so grateful that you have set me free, the spiritual freedoms that I have, that I'm no longer bound by the bondage of sin. I'm no longer in the grasp of the enemy of my soul, but I'm in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. My name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm on my way to heaven, and it is all because Jesus Christ paid the price for my life.